Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin. Those sirens, those pesky sirens, they're still going off. The, we have not, the disaster just won't end. It's, it's, at this point, it's just a never-ending disaster. And it's one after another of various descript. You know, like it, we've, we've had giant monster attacks. We've had, you know, post-apocalyptic wastelands and uh, natural disasters and man-made uh, ecological disasters and God knows what else this summer. But we're finally coming down to the, the final stretch here. And, uh, what better way to celebrate not only with the with, with the Colt Corner twist too? Th- this is Colt Corner because mm-hmm. uh, we're keeping that up here in the summer disaster. Then with Snakes on a Plane from two thousand six. Now I believe this was like a wheel spin thing, right? Like I don't remember how we came upon it. It's been so long since we laid this out. Yeah, uh, I think I, it was just a random wheel spin. A bit. Maybe we. All I think that's what it was. Maybe we nominated some stuff and spun the wheel. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. I think that's how we got here. But. We are the All-American Spook Show. I'm Josh. I'm joined here with Donnie. Yep. Uh, Smoke is on vacation, and Will, actually, he's on vacation as well. So uh, not just your, their regular assignments. They are they have uh, summer vacations going on. So uh, me and Donnie were the lucky ones that had to stay at home. So yeah. our prize, snakes on a plane. Mm. Yeah. This was, uh, well, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it. But this, this is... Uh, I think one of the, the the plot points here, one of the things that we need we do need to discuss here in a, in a few minutes is like whether we don't always ask this question, but I think this is one that needs to be asked for this. Does it hold up? You know, to borrow a turn of a phrase from our friends over at the Cinema Nine podcast, because this <laughs> is one I you know, I don't know. Well, you know, we'll get into it, but we'll leave that there for now. I guess my first question is: Have you you saw this back in the day, right? Like this isn't the first time. I did. Yeah, yeah I saw it back in the day, and you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, and this isn't the first time I've watched it either. Like I, I saw it back then. I'm hard pressed to to remember if I ever sat down and watched it again. I'm betting I probably did watch it a second time at some point, but it's been a while. Either way, it's I been did a long, not. It's been a long time if I've watched it twice. Yeah. But either way, you know, this is either the second or third time I've sat down and watched it in the time since. But um, yeah, son. But yeah, I guess before we uh before we get into the background information and all that, I'll go ahead and throw out some of the usuals just so you know where else to find us. And the best place to do that is at aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the Spook Show universe, as we like to say. That From there, you can go not only listen to our entire podcast archive, which is now, what, 171 other episodes deep. So yeah. there's lots and lots to choose from over there. So we encourage you to check that out. But also our YouTube channel, where we have tons of uh, series over there. We, and we highly encourage you to go check that out. Just search for All-American Spook Show if you don't feel like going to aaspookshow.com. Uh, which that'd be the easiest way to do it. But if you don't feel like it, just search all American spook show over on YouTube, hunt us down, subscribe, click the bell to be notified when new video comes up, because we have stuff just about every week now coming yeah. out under there between yeah. video vortex, grindhouse gutter, hammer horror and order, uh, traumatic experience, 
lots of other cool stuff. And our podcast episodes are loaded up there. Yeah, so, if yeah. if you think about it, it's, it's almost like uh, multiple times a week or at least twice a week. Yeah, almost. on average, yeah, it's, it's twice a yeah. week with the podcast episodes. So lots of stuff yep. going up there every week, every month. Very busy over there. Also, we have monthly content over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash show, which you can also get to through the website. There we have every month we've got video minisodes, including the library, the professor segments, which are always popular and our ever not so popular crapster piece theater, at least not on our part. It's not, <laughs> it's not so popular for us to have to sit through those. Yeah. People like every, it though. Yeah, people yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's fun to be had for, for the people that don't have to watch it. It's, yeah. it's a fucking blast. Uh, oh, we're not, yeah. As of the recording of this, we're not quite ready to tell you what we're going to be watching in the month of August, but trust me, it's going to suck. Uh, I can I can guarantee you that. But that comes out in, in just in a few weeks on August 25th over on patreon.com slash show. This this last month in July, at the very, literally at the very end of July, we had to watch Barbed Wire. So, <laughs> no, I say we. I, I meant the royal we because Donnie didn't have to do it. Nah. It was his nah. nomination, so he didn't. Won that poll. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I still, you know, as far as the summer disaster is concerned, I think I still won because I didn't watch disaster movie, but I've heard some horrible reports and I'm thinking barbed wire might've been better. I don't know. Mm. Maybe go, mm. uh, go hop over to Patreon to find out what we, what we thought about those. But yeah, every month it's hilarity ensues with old crapster piece theater. So we'll leave that there for now. AASpookshow.com. So without any further buildup, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Snakes on a Plane. scenarios we ran. I'm smack in the middle of one we didn't think of. Can anybody hear me? Let's go! Shh. Did you guys hear that? Yep, so there you go. That's the trailer for that. I mean, for, first and foremost, the background information, because I really want to get into talking about this movie and some of the... So, I mean, like, you know, this movie was purposefully campy, I think. You know what I mean? Like, they they were going for the over-the-top thing. Like, they weren't trying to be serious with this, obviously, right? Like, yeah, they, I mean, they leaned it? into the, the stupidity of the situation, right? Yeah, there was... Uh, <laughs> was it... There, I guess there was some... Uh, some conversations that, and I think it was Samuel L. Jackson's agent. He said, "No, we have to get the uh, uh, we have to get the title change because there's no way Samuel L. Jackson will work on you know a, a movie with this title." Mm. And he responded, "He's like, no, that's exactly why I took the fucking role. I know, yeah. I know what the movie's titled, yeah. and it's very obvious too. I mean, like something called Snakes on a Plane. Well, you know." You know, you know what you're getting. It's very obvious. You know, it's, uh, it's a fun type of, uh, it really is a fun type of summer flick, 
that, you know, was released, uh, almost exactly this same time of year. It, it came out August 18th, 2006. And here we are, you know, talking about it, what a week or so prior here on August 7th. But, um, once again, you know, serendipity, mm-hmm. right. We're, we're fairly close to the anniversary of it, but it's hard to believe too, when you think about it now, what, what, 20, 2006, how many years is that now? That's, uh, 17 years, roughly something like that. Quick math. Sure. That's, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. It doesn't seem that long ago, you know, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And, uh, cause yeah, I remember that, them, I remember this kind of, I'm, I'm not saying this was a big deal or anything, but I remember everybody kind of laughing like, holy shit, Samuel L. Jackson's in a movie called snakes on a plane, you know, like, and the, <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, you know, like that, that was a thing that everybody quoted it. Yeah. Everybody laughed about it. And it was a thing for that summer. So that just doesn't seem like it was fucking 17 years ago, but yeah. But anyway, some of the uh, background information yeah. I found, there were a number of other titles for this. There was th- the funniest one. There was a fake title and I'm assuming they just put this out there to, you know, just mess with people. But the fake title was Anaconda three, <laughs> which, you know, works, you know, for, for what this ended up being, but you know, obviously not part of that lineage. Not to mention too mm-hmm. Anaconda being like one of the most notorious crap movies of the nineties. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure they were oh, yeah. kind of playing into that. Pretty um, sure I saw that in the theater as well. The original, the the first Anaconda movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, the original script title for this movie was Venom, and obviously mm. they changed it to Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. But the, there was a number of working titles that were all some variation of the same title: Pacific Air Flight One Twenty One. That was a working title, but there was also one called like Pacific Air One Twenty One, and then there was another one just like Flight One Twenty One. So mm. it was all variations of the same title, but yeah, obviously they picked the right one because all those suck. You know, <laughs> not to mention that sounds more like a real situation. Like, yeah. oh damn, what happened on Pacific Air Flight One Twenty One? You know, that that's too serious for what this movie ended up being, right? So <laughs> I think they picked well. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it was released August eighteenth, two thousand six, by Mutual Film Company. That was the production company, and distributed by New Line Cinema. Of course, this, you know, if you've ever seen it, this movie's rated R with a total runtime of one hour and 45 minutes on IMDb. It's listed as an action adventure crime. Although I will say you could probably add a horror into that. You really could because there are some horror elements here, right? There, yeah. It's probably a good time too to mention that if you have not seen Snakes on a Plane, you might want to hit pause, go check it out and come back because we're going to spoil it because there's, <laughs> there's too much yeah, to talk about here without, without spoiling the movie. So, we should put that out on Front Street that we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you haven't seen it you, and you want to check it out, now's your chance. And then come back and listen to the rest of this. It was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and uh, parts in Honolulu, Hawaii, and, and a couple other spots for a budget of $33 million, which is a lot. But then again, you, know, you, see, what, you see what it went into this probably post-production-wise. You could probably see that's mm. where a good portion of it went. And it went on to make a worldwide gross of $62 million. So a success, although not a, a rousing success, a success nonetheless. I've got the top 10 in the box office. <laughs> this, is a, this is an interesting top 10. These are always fun when we have them. Number 10, Pulse. Number 9, uh, in its opening weekend, Material Girls. Number 8, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I'm not sure which sequel of that that I was. No idea. I don't know where that was in the lineage, but it was in its seventh weekend. It already cracked... Four hundred million dollars, but that was one of the big summer tentpole movies yeah. that year. So, 
blockbusters. Uh, yeah. Number seven, Little Miss Sunshine. Number six, Barnyard. I think that's an animated flick. Yeah, sounds like it. Number five, and it's opening weekend, Accepted. I think that was one of those like college yeah. frat comedy type deals. Number four, Step Up. Number three, World Trade Center. Whoa, what a, a <laughs> juxtaposition to compare some of these movies to each other. You want to go see Barnyard or World Trade Center? Uh, no hot ends. Let's go watch Th- Barnyard. This is, the, this is the awesome one. Number two in the box office this week in its third week. Talladega Nights, the ballad, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh, that'll be on Colt Corner, sure. Yeah, oh yeah, eventually. Yeah, it's well, only a matter of time. Or we'll get it on somewhere in one of these yeah. awesome shows that we do. And number one in its opening weekend in the box office, Snakes on a Plane opened up to just over, well, thirteen point eight million. But I guess if you add another day or two, it had already made fifteen point two million total there in its opening weekend. So. Yeah, and like I said, it only went on to make sixty two, which you know I, I would think they'd probably see that as a, as a success for this type of flick. Of course, first and foremost, you have to start with the star of the movie, Samuel L. Jackson, because without him, no, this is just another. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this if, if you take Samuel L. Jackson out of this and you put Random Joe, whatever, no, Lou Diamond Phillips, it's a sci fi movie. Was <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> But if you do that, it's a straight to sci-fi, straight to TV movie. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, you got vi- well, video vortex or you know. Oh yeah, yeah. This is something like that. Because yeah. yeah, this is on Dolph Shark- Lundgren. This is Sharknado level shit. You know, like on <laughs> sci-fi. That's exactly what this is, and, and that's exactly what it is as far as just what you get, even with Samuel L. Jackson in it, right? Because like, it feels like a mid two thousands. Fucking, you know, TV movie is basically what if, with with a better cast, right? That you would normally get, and uh, maybe slightly better uh, CGI or something, you know, than a sci-fi. That's it. And that's where I get into the conversation, which we can have now, right? Does it hold up as far as like just the look of it? No, not at all. It feels very 2006, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it, like okay, so. I remember watching, and this this is probably not a great example, but I just I just remember watching like uh, Enemy of the State, which was probably like eight years, give or take, maybe six eight years prior to that. I, I remember watching that. I was like, at that time, you know, when it was released, you know, you just I remember comparing, you know, CGI to that point yeah, yeah. to something like that. But even that, so much older, looks better than. You know the CG here; it, it's completely different. You know, uh, without comparing it's, it's without hard, comparing the budgets and who were involved. Yeah, because I think it's you hard see to that compare with, that. Yeah, but, I think you see that with a lot of the movies that we do. Sometimes movies with less of a budget will end up looking better because of who's involved. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not shitting on the people that made this, you know, yeah. per se. Just that, like, sometimes you know, you get what you pay for, so to speak, right? Like, you know, if it's something with. Zack Snyder or James Gunn or something from the same time period, it's probably going to look better now than, you know, this does now as this was directed by David R. Ellis and other people that, you know, moved on to not much of anything, you know? So that plays into it to me. There is, um, I, I, I think you get a good cast here, but, and there are some practical effects in this movie because I did watch a, cause I have the DVD of this mm. <clears throat> and I decided to, watch a couple of the little extra features or whatever. And I watched one of the little, they had about a 18 minute long making of documentary on there, more of a featurette really. And 
there were snakes, like real snakes yeah. used in this. But I think what they found is they could not get the real snakes to act crazy. <laughs> right? They couldn't get a real And why snake. would you want that? Well, they like, wanted I, it to I be, get why. They but... wanted it to be like it was on, like, here's snakes on crack is what they wanted. So, like, they couldn't get real you know, the, 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 the trained snake, so to speak, to move that fast and act like that. So think about what you just said, trained snake. Well, they're not, I, I say, I say trained. I, I, what I mean is they are uh, non-venomous. They didn't have any venomous fucking snakes on the set. That being also said, snakes don't act like this, right? <laughs> like I don't, in real life, snakes don't fucking act like this, you know? <laughs> so I think even like in this scenario, like we can't rile them up enough to make them act as crazy as we want. So then they had to CGI the craziness in there. And this is where you get into that weird uncanny Valley area of CGI, right? Where like they had, it's not as advanced in 2006 as it got here in 2023, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. So yeah. when you look back on it now, it's like, Oh boy, that's, that sucks. You also have to put it in the perspective of when this came out, you know? So yeah, you can be, I, I can be forgiving, but the look of it doesn't hold up. Not so much. And it really feels just beyond the CGI. It just feels so damn mid two thousands with the, from the music to the, <laughs> you know, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just, yeah. The only thing you're cap. missing is like a uh, music video with a fisheye lens. Yeah. Well, you get a music video. All right. And we'll talk about that. Anyways. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. What, what do you need to say? There, there will probably be a spook show spotlight episode coming for that man. One of these days, right? Like, you, no doubt. Even though he hasn't done a lot of horror movies, I think we can still justify it just because he's one of the, he's literally one of the best, most well-known actors of the last, what, 30 years. I mean, he's, mm. he's a, he's a fucking treasure. It also stars Juliana Margulies as Claire, Nathan Phillips as Sean. And boy, that guy just feels like, that's the guy that basically starts the whole thing. He just kind of feels so throw, throw away, right? Um, no. Rachel Blanchard as Mercedes. Flex Alexander, remember, he's the, he's the rapper. He stars as three G's. <laughs> nice little surprise that I'd forgotten about in so long. Keenan Thompson as Troy, yeah. you know, one of the uh, kind of bodyguards or whatever of uh, old three G's there. Um, he's in it. Lynn Shea, you know, who's got a yeah. long, long list of horror, horror uh, credits, which I don't know. Yeah. How, I mean, you know, I guess maybe that I don't want to give anything away. Maybe, maybe, maybe not for uh, your uh, connections later on, cult connections, but. I don't she's know been in done. some stuff. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. I'm surely she's. We've crossed paths with her. Well, at some I mean, point as far as yeah. Show, but yeah, we'll uh, get to that. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Tons of other character act. Lots of like. Oh, you know, like we say this a lot. Oh, it's that guy and that girl. You know, stuff you've you've yeah. seen them in other stuff, but you know they're not big names and stuff. But I think cast wise, you know, it's a pretty good put together cast. And uh, David Keckner too, right? I mean, he's he's been in a ton of uh, comedies. Oh yeah. He's yeah. uh, he's the uh, co-pilot, right? Mm. And of course, who can forget the unlimited cast of snakes? Some that just have to be made up, like they don't look real. I don't know how scientific they got in the CGI snakes, but some eh, of them, they, they don't. I don't look, know. Some of them don't look real, like they don't look <laughs> like a real existing snake. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, um, you also mentioned um. You know, just the, the type of cast that this has. Um, there were some some additional, I guess. Well, yeah, you you could say they're well known, um, but they got. I guess their scenes got cut mm. from the uh, movie. There was uh, Paris Hilton, 
You mean like cameo? These were like supposed to be like cameos or something. Or I don't like know that. if it was cameos, okay. but uh, yeah, I mean they it may have been, but uh, Paris Hilton and uh, R. Kelly. Well, what you basically get, and maybe that's why they're not there. You basically get yeah. those roles in uh, uh, what Mercedes is basically Paris Hilton and the rapper Three G's. He's basically yeah. right, you know. So you're you're kind of getting those characters. Give or anyway. take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it could have been, you know, just reshot because there, there were several i want to say several um i think they shot from um i think they wrapped in august and then they shot they reshot you know some scenes in march of the following year mm-hmm. in 06 thank god paris hilton wasn't and i only say that just because i mean would it have really made it any better or worse who fucking knows who cares but that just would have made one more connection to house of wax and then i gotta think, <laughs> and then i gotta think about house of wax so just uh, you know, you know, thank God for that, I guess. But then again, you here, never know what's going to again. Come here we are. So fuck me. <laughs> it's refreshment time. And our refreshment stand is loaded with good things to eat. There's crispy, crunchy popcorn and hot, delicious buttered popcorn. Lots of candy and frosty, refreshing cold drinks. Why not treat yourself at the refreshment center now? For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I hopped on over to audible.com and I typed in Snakes on a Plane to see that would come up. And just these first two, that's all you need to know. Because really, that's about it anyways. I think the other ones mm. are like fucking uh, podcasts or something. I don't know what those are. Some. Radio stations. But yeah, we've got On the Plane of Snakes. Not, not airplane, but plane, like a desert. A plane. P-L-A-I-N by Paul Thoreau. That one is almost 20 hours long, so that's right up your alley, man. Nah. And then we've got Bad Motherfucker, The Life and Movies of Samuel L. Jackson, The Coolest Man in Hollywood, <laughs> by Gavin Edwards. Uh, that one's 11 and a half hours. So yeah, I would definitely give that one a listen. So, oh, yeah. Uh, if, any, if any of that, either of those, I, I should say, reach out to you, and you gotta listen to them. Hop on over to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So now I'm going to hop back on over to IMDB and I'm going to click on plot summary. Cause you know, chat GPT is probably just going to come up with some asinine answer. So I'm just going to skip that this week because I'm sure these are going to be good enough. And we've got a few here though. So. We've got the brief one An FBI agent takes on a plane full of deadly venomous snakes, deliberately released to kill a witness being flown from Honolulu to Los Angeles to testify against a mob boss. Uh, then I'll, there, there's, there's four or five more, but I'm just going to read one of the longer ones. A young, this was submitted by Red Commander 27 over on IMDb. A young man named Sean Jones witnesses vicious, powerful mobster Eddie Kim brutally murder a prosecutor bent on putting the crime mogul behind bars. Soon Kim's men raid Jones's house and attempt to kill him, but are stopped by Neville Flynn, an experienced FBI agent who convinces Jones to fly to LA to testify against Kim. Aboard the flight are an obnoxious British businessman, a famous hip-hop star, an anxious man with severe flight anxiety, and his wife, a young woman and her dog, and a ticking crate full of vicious, venomous snakes, unleashed by an assassin to bring down the plane along with the witness to Kim's brutal murder. Can the passengers come together to survive, or will Kim's plot succeed? Will it? Hmm? You know, it really is like let's. I think you should just start there. Just the premise of this, 
it really seems, and I guess that's the guy's thing, right? This mob boss is Kim. That's his thing is to kill people in extreme ways. Like they, they kind of make it a point to, cause at the very beginning, yeah. right? There's this guy hanging upside down off a bridge or something. And then he just yeah. beats him to death with a bat. And then that's what causes all this is this guy witnesses it. He's on his, like his fucking dirt bike <laughs> and he witnesses this. And now he's a witness to this murder. So, but they can't just send a hitman to like choke him out or shoot him or stab him or something like that. No, they have to release a, a, a fucking, basically a time bomb of venomous snakes. To but they did guy. though. They, they sent three hitmen to basically shoot him and I, he got away. Did I get up and use the bathroom? I, I forget. <laughs> no, it was well, like, I mean, they shot you, after him as they chased him. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Um, well, no, it's like, so they, they showed up at his, his apartment and, you know, um, so that's the part where Samuel L. Jackson's character shows yeah, up. Yeah. He shows up. Okay. Yeah. So when all else fails, let's make a snake time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need some beverages <laughs> for this one. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that's part of the joke, right? Is that like this guy's extreme. So he's going to go to such lengths. That well, and also like kind of going back because um, if you know if you if you go back to <laughs> uh, there's actually a, a spot um, just after uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, shows up and basically saves uh, Sean from this uh, uh, these henchmen I guess mm-hmm. um, and then he gets interrogated but like when he's when he's when I guess when Sean's getting uh, interrogated by the police. It looks exactly like you think, like you think it would, just like a very dimly lit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, interrogation room, uh, bare light bulb. Yeah. They they didn't have any time for subtleties. They're just like, yeah, let's just play all the stereotypes. Let's just play all. The, yeah. Let's just make it look the way you know it's it's supposed to look. Yeah. And of and, course, and, there's a dog on the plane. Yeah, well, of you course. Sp- you spend the first little bit. You know, Pat. Once you get past this, this is what has led us led us to the plane. Once they get on the plane, basically, uh, they kind of uh, take over first class, right? Because they don't want anybody else to mess around with this witness. He's like, he's, mm-hmm. he's the one guy. So they kind of have first class all to themselves, and everybody else has to stay coach. And this is where you're introduced to all the characters getting on the plane. Everybody bitching like, oh, I'm supposed to be in first class. <laughs> this is the character work part, right? <laughs> you get to know everybody on the plane, and you get the, the, the Paris Hilton type woman that brings the little chihuahua dog on there. You get the rapper with his uh, two of his guys that are with him. Um, the guy that doesn't want to fly, the kids, you know, so you got to you gotta worry about the kids the whole time, you know. So you get all the the stereotype roles in order, right, before you finally get into it. And that's when they release, it's, for lack of a better term, it's a snake bomb, right? Like It's like a time release little compartment thing down in the cargo hold that releases all the most venomous snakes on the planet all at once. The thing is, do you think they would, that any of this, if this happened in real life, would it happen this way? Like, I mean, obviously it's sensationalized. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they I turn mean, it up, but they turn it up to 11 and broke off the knob. I get that. <laughs> but I mean, like yeah. if you released and how many snakes, I mean, God, damn, there was a thousand snakes in that crate. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. That was a lot, but also there are, they seem to be of like different varieties of venomous snakes. Oh, yeah, Wouldn't they just 
freaking kill each other. I'm sure some of them would. I mean, there was a what was that big one? Was that a python or a boa? That was a. Um, I think it was a python. It Burmese was python. Huge. Yeah, it was like, like a that one right there would twenty ate, foot. That would have ate half the crate by itself. I would think <laughs> before it even gets time released. What do you think? Well, I don't, I don't you know, know if I don't know if the snakes eat like those type of snakes eat other snakes. I don't know, but either way, I don't. I don't know if it would play out like this. Like, it would definitely be crazy, but I don't know if it would be this crazy. Like. Fucking snakes jumping out of every compartment, jumping out of the, uh, when they release the masks, they fall down with the mask. I mean, like the barf bag. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's your list right there of the notable kills, right? Like yeah. you get the, the fucking, the barf bag snake. That is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> the one that bit, bit the woman on the tit. <laughs> 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 it is just like, and, oh, yeah. and you assume anytime, like not every time, but most of the time when somebody gets bit, they die, right? Like, well, check that person off. They're dead. Oh yeah. Probably, uh, the most, um, I mean, if you just want to rattle off the kills, well, there's, there's or, a shit ton to go through. I mean, yeah, there's quite a bit, you know, you got, you got the guy probably in, in my opinion, the best kill is, uh, the guy who gets, uh, Snake bit on the dick. Yeah, well, the the accompanying the accompanying line to that his quote when the snake he's taking a leak and the snake he opens up the toilet right and the snake jumps out and just right right on the dick and then the the line is fucking snake get off my dick now okay you're in a airplane not even thinking that a snake is a possibility right like. That is not on your radar. You're on an airplane. You open the toilet and a snake jumps out and bites you right in the right in the groin. Right? Is your first inclination going to be ah, 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 freaking out and smacking it, or is it going to be fucking snake? Get off my dick! Is it going to be a clever line? Because that is <laughs> yeah, so a, over the top and ridiculous. Well, I mean, it might be line of the movie. Blank. It might be line of the movie other than Samuel L. Jackson's famous snakes on a plane quote, right? I, I, I mean, there's, there's a number of pretty good lines in here, but that's gotta be one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, well, yeah, yeah. there's, there's there, also there plenty, uh, the plenty of other good ones, but kind of large woman who's uh, getting felt up by the snake. Didn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> takes her out some, some of these i was remembering as it's going along like you know like i hadn't watched this in a long time so i'm like oh yeah that one you know the, the barf bag the dick you know like all this stuff <laughs> the one yeah. i one one of the ones that i forgot though was the guy getting the fucking uh shoe heel to the ear yeah that was brutal man like it's a stampede everybody's running and going crazy and this woman's got high heels on and this dude falls and she steps on him and breaks her fucking <laughs> heel off in his ear hole yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. There's also uh, the one where uh, I guess it's one of the flight attendant guys. Uh, he throws the snake in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> like straight yeah. out of Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it was very effective, and I I, I got to say, like, I probably would have kept doing it as much as I could. <laughs> like, them in the microwave. Yeah. Just keep grabbing as many snakes as you can. Just fucking throw them in the microwave till the microwave don't work anymore. <laughs> Uh, take, take, out, out. <laughs> take out a little bit. We don't condone putting snakes in a microwave. So <laughs> the, <laughs> disclaimer, don't, don't hurt, don't hurt the snakes. Um, yeah, don't, uh, don't flag us, Peter. And also, yeah. And also don't hurt dogs. Cause that, that gets Donnie up. 
Yeah, that's when the pi- the Python shows up, and then the the, du- the douchebag guy, you know, the business the, the the businessman nobody likes. He just he just grabs a dog and just hucks it right at the fucking snake, <laughs> and it doesn't um, it doesn't slow it down or anything either. It's just like fuck this dog, you know. <laughs> the, and then the fucking thing just rolls up the dog, and but then it turns around and grabs a hold of him. Oh yeah, it, it does the, like it. It does the constrictor thing, and then. Puts his like it starts swallowing him from the top of the head. <laughs> I thought for a second there, just a split second. Once again, I, I didn't remember everything that happened in the movie. I was thinking just for a second there, we we're going to see this dude's head explode because like <laughs> he's getting constricted and it's like his eyes, you know, like the blood's rushing to his eyes and shit. I'm like, oh my god, his head's going to blow up, isn't it? His head's going to blow up. <laughs> but now the snake just kind of started eating him from the from the head down, you know. <laughs> By the way, yeah, he, I think it did, didn't it? Like, I think you see it begin, and then it, they just kind of move on to other action going on. Yeah, but, it gets up to, like, his eyes. Well, I was thinking, like, in that scene a little bit later on, when they have to blow a hole in the side of the plane, and the, the snakes start getting, you know, sucked out, don't you see him fly by with the fucking python <laughs> well, still stuck see, on his head? I, like, See, I don't know. I, I think it did. Like, it was like... You see I, the python, like... Yeah, and I think it had a dude in him, or at least, like... <laughs> No. He's still eating the guy as it gets sucked right out of the side of the plane. I don't. I'd have to go back in slow mo. It happens pretty quick, but I would say if there's one thing out. that if there's one thing that I did like, it, you know, as well as you know, some of these uh, notable kills is that you know, definitely the kids aren't safe either. No, um, no. you know, it didn't. I mean, yeah, sometimes shit, you do have to appreciate that, you know, when they're willing yeah. to go there because they did. <laughs> uh, there's two. What would you say, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old kids? Something. They're brothers, and uh, one of them just gets bit on the arm, and then he, the rest of the movie is just sitting there with a gigantic arm. They did. I think they did a pretty good job too of what the damage would have would be like if you got bit by some of these mm-hmm. things, right? Like, yeah. Because some people it would be instant death. Some people would probably survive for, you know, really long times. You know, even without the anti venom or whatever. Other people like their their arms are becoming like gigantic. Their faces are puffing up and stuff. So, like, I think they properly depict the the reaction to getting bit by some of these snakes. But what what did you think of the premise <laughs> of how they make the snakes go crazy? Like, oh, with the uh, there's like the pheromones on the lay. Pheromones, yeah. Like they put them on the flowers, the lay, and and then they're in the cargo hold, I guess. And then it's just getting blown around through the air conditioner. Well, yeah, I I mean, I guess you know. <laughs> If you really think about what, um, uh, what Samuel you- Jackson says, he, he says snakes on crack. Yeah. They should have had, you know, fucking crack in there, you so, know. Uh, so this is an early test for cocaine bear is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. They could have just like, you know, fucking cocaine we're not, snakes. We're not going the pheromone route. They could have just, <laughs> no, just, just, drugs. just, yeah, just threw a bunch of heroin in the, in the crate and just let them go to town. Cause that would have. I mean, yeah, pheromones, I guess, yeah, maybe it's... I think they were know. just trying to find some way to make it make it make sense that these snakes are acting this way. Because snakes don't act this way. Like, I think in real life, snakes would, like, they'd find a deep, dark hole and hide there. Prob- for the most part, that's what they would do. They wouldn't just start attacking people, like, everything you open up, they fly out and... <laughs> you know, <laughs> they wouldn't, I don't think, by and large, they would do that. Only when threatened, right? Isn't that usually how snakes are? So, I guess I don't know. I mean, we're overthinking it. It's snakes on a plane, but 
I guess it's as convenient a reason as any as to why they're acting like this. So it works. Oh yeah. Also one of my, probably one of my, uh, uh, if you can have really favorite parts, but I, I would say one of the mo- most notable, uh, parts was when Maria, the, uh, the, I guess the mom or whatever that was, uh, <laughs> oh, she, yeah, yeah. there's this, this kid, uh, one of the kids had a, you know, bite to his hand mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I got to suck the poison out, but she got to do it with like olive oil or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she drinks some olive oil and, uh, and she starts, she starts sucking at the, uh, venom out, out, of out of this kid's hand. One of the bodyguards is looking on, he's like, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, because he had been he had been bit on the ass, so he's got a <laughs> he's got a, an ass situation going on, and, and like, because I think somebody, yeah, that's what it was. Like somebody's gonna suck the poison out, and like the the the, the male stewardess is yeah. like, I'll do it, and they're like, no, no, you know, he's you know, <laughs> he's being goofy about it, and uh, then when he sees her doing that, he's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, big Leroy, <laughs> that yeah, that's what. I, yeah. He's willing to let her suck the poison out of his ass, but yeah. <laughs> then eventually they've got to do the and they've got to do an emergency landing, obviously, because you can't have um you know this situation go down without a big emergency landing of a plane. the The pilot dies first, fairly early on. David Keckner's character, he's the co-pilot, and like he survived for a while. Like he even got rolled up. Yeah. He got rolled up a couple of times and still kept coming back with like a giant arm yeah. and everything. Then eventually, like some some more snakes get into the cabin and kill him. So like now they've got nobody to fly the plane. So they reach out to uh, Keenan Thompson's character Troy. He's one of the bodyguards. He's gonna fly the plane. What is his uh, uh, credentials to fly a plane? <laughs> he said he logged two thousand hours on like fucking Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I mean, I guess sometimes that's all you got. I mean. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, for this, he did a good job. I mean, he managed to land the plane and didn't blow it up and landed it pretty well. So that was pretty funny, though. That's the twist is that he doesn't know. He doesn't really know how to fly. He's just played a lot of video games. So they've landed the plane and all is well. Neville, you know, that's Samuel L. Jackson's character. And Sean, the guy he is, you know, protecting, protecting yeah. this entire time. They're get, they're about to get off the plane. All of a sudden, a snake jumps out. <laughs> and one last snake, like bites Sean like in the chest or something, right? It like jumps at his chest and then uh Neville just pulls out a gun and starts pow 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 like just shooting him in the chest and then he just falls down the little emergency chute out of the plane. So you're like, what the fuck? You know, like he just shot the dude he's been trying to protect this whole time. Well it turns out he's wearing a flak jacket, right? He's got a bulletproof vest on and he saved his life one last time. But that that leads us to the kind of odd end to this movie is there's there's this thing that Sean and Neville keep going back and forth. Like Neville says, "What's the first thing I told you? Stay stick by me, and I'll I'll save your life or something, right? Something along those yeah. lines." So they say that line one last time, and Neville's like, "What the fuck does that have to do with this situation?" And then it pulls back, and they're surfing. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just Neville and Sean surfing together. The end. But you're not quite done yet. You get a music video during the credits. <laughs> From Cobra Starship. Boy, this is very 2006, is it not? <laughs> it's like some knockoff Black Eyed Peas, Cobra Starship singing. It's rough, ch- man. Cheap ass Snakes on a Plane song. 
while there's a cameo of Samuel L. Jackson, like sitting in the airport in the, in the music video, but they pretty much make you watch the, well, you don't, they don't make you do anything, but you're watching the fucking music video for the first three or four minutes of the fucking credits. And then finally it cuts out and you move on. But yeah, that's how it ends is they were clearly hoping that this will be a, a, a big enough success that like, Hey, Cobra starship will take off. It'll be a thing. Oh, there you go. Colt corner snakes on a plane. I hate that uh, Will and uh, Smoke couldn't be here for it. Yeah. I'm sure well. maybe they don't necessarily hate that they're not here for it. <laughs> you know, this ain't Crafter piece, but it's, you know, it, it's a fringe type of flick. I, I'll say that. You know, like, you could see this on Craft. I don't think it is, but you could see this on Crafter piece, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, a fair assessment yeah, to... I think uh, Snakes on a Train was, is, you know, <laughs> that's been nominated for... Uh, crapster piece and that's probably more appropriate because i'm sure it's got to be way worse mm. than this but i guess i'll i guess i'll go first with my star rating um it's not good it's not it's not a good movie okay but it's a fun movie it's a movie you can have fun with so as long as you got fairly low expectations is like this isn't like great cinema but you know what you're gonna see over the top like insane action type stuff with some mid 2000 cgi <laughs> and you're gonna get Samuel L. Jackson doing his thing and, and you know, Keenan being pretty good and a few others. Um, if you know what to expect and you don't have high expectations, I think you can have fun with it, although it's not a great movie. So I just think, you know, and we're also grading this on the cult corner scale. So it's, it's a little different. I'm going to say two stars. Mm. That's, that's where I'm going to land with it. Uh, two stars. Cause, and, and that's, that doesn't sound very high, but I think, you know, that that's kind of giving an extra star for just, you know, you have fun with it. Donnie, where do you land? Yeah, kind of splitting hairs a little bit. We've already uh, kind of talked about um, they waste little time getting to the getting to the point. Um, most of the kills are actually pretty satisfying. But we mentioned earlier, you know, you take Samuel L. Jackson out, put in Lou Diamond Phillips, oh. and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Samuel is really the um, He's the only reason I'm giving this movie an extra star. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go two and a quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it either way. You can make an argument. It just depends on what you're in the mood for too. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the mood for some over the top, silly action stuff, this is right in the, I think it falls in that wheelhouse. But, um, if you come into it, even expecting you know, cause it's right there in front of you. It doesn't try to hide what it is. Even if you're expecting that, if you're not in the mood for it, you're probably not going to like it, you know? So, mm. and, and I'd say Will and Smoke are probably going to, for the most part, agree, but there, there's fun to be had. There's some funny moments, lots of over the top action, fairly good gore, fairly good kills, all that jazz. So, uh, I think Donnie and I both agree. And right now, you know, without their ratings, we got 2.1 stars out of five. Mm. So that's, that's probably about right. All right, so for uh, Colt Corner stuff, we don't do the gore score. We don't do the highlight kill and all that stuff. But we still do. Donnie, where's the Colt Connections? Come out and play. <laughs> you know, it, all right. usually we stay away from horror stuff for Colt Corner, but this this does have a horror. Oh, let me stop that. I'm sorry. Uh, this does have a horror kind of thing to it. So, you know, but that being said, what, what kind of connections do we got here? Yeah, so uh, basically what we do, we connect the current movie with uh, by any cast or crew. 
uh, connections to past Spook Show episodes. So for Snakes on a Plane, uh, on the cast side, we have uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in Goodfellas, which we covered uh, on uh, Colt Corner a while back. Um, And Lynn Shea uh, played the flight attendant. She was in Critters, which we did way back when as well. Yep, I forgot about that. I knew, yeah. I knew that she had had to have come up at some point. Yep, because it just she's been in so many horror movies and like cult movies and stuff that we've watched. Yeah. You know that that are in our wheelhouse. I should say that I didn't know how many we had watched with her in it. So yeah, that that ain't the first, obviously, but it will not be the last. She's she, yeah, she will come up come up plenty of times over the years. So also on the crew side, uh, we've got uh, special effects uh, sculptor. James Cagle, he he also did uh, Masters of the, Masters of the Universe, yeah. which we covered on uh, Cannon Fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did Independence Day and The Thing, hmm. and then we also had several uh, of the stunt crew <laughs> that uh, for nothing but trouble. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ninja Three: The Domination. Good Lord. Prey, House of the Dead. House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Tucker and Yeah. Uh Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser Hellseeker. And oh. the last one. Freddy got fingered. God. <laughs> yeah. That's a shitty so. that's a shitty crew. I mean, because like some of those are Crapster Piece movies. So that's literally a shitty well, crew. Well, I mean, if you really think about uh Crapster Piece, let's see, uh, we've got nothing but trouble, yeah. House of the Dead, Freddy Got Fingered. That's yeah. uh that's, that's three pretty, of them. Yeah, that's that's a shitty list, like I said. well you know that like i said we don't do all the other stuff so we'll leave it there but uh i think if you're in for uh if you just want a dumb kind of action flick with some funny moments it's for you otherwise avoid it you know that's kind of where i think we all kind of land there so we'll we'll see what will and smoke have to say about it at some point but for now we'll leave it there um next week we don't officially wrap up the spook show summer disaster but it's the last movie that we're watching here on the podcast for the Spook Show Summer Disaster. And we're going to be wrapping it up with the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004. That's Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's one that we have all talked about that we enjoyed in the past, especially when we were talking about the original Dawn of the Dead. At least we'll have watched that and we can fairly compare the two. Then beyond that, that we'll have the official wrap-up of the Spook Show Summer Disaster the week after that in uh, episode 174 and then back to regular scheduled programming after that, the disaster will finally wrap up. So, um, but we're not, we're not quite out of the woods yet. So hopefully we can all make it to the end and we can survive and live another day for Will and the professor who could not be with us. And Donnie, I'm Josh. We are the all American spook show. We'll talk to you next week. So goodbye everybody. And remember please for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. <laughs>